helping small business work. I'm Alex Martindale. In this episode, we continue our conversation with Annie Clark. Part two sees Annie talk us through her lessons learned, her focus on staff management and development, the utilisation of social media, and just generally, she discusses the realities of being a small business owner. success to date down to? I guess our business strategy, our goal has has been to be the best beauty salon in Crustle Hill in our area. That's been, that's been our driver. And in order to be the premium beauty salon in the area, it's broken down into a number of different key elements. Obviously, quality is important and that comes from Elabache, but the quality of service and customer service is really important. Everything links together. So my staff, their training now enables them to, to provide that service at the highest quality. I think what's led to our success so far is our high level of standards. And that starts with ourselves as business owners. Now, when I go into the salon and I'm doing my work, I have to lead by example. And this is something that I've learned from the Australian Defence Force in my time in the military is you need to lead by example. Your staff are always watching, they're always listening. And you never underestimate your ability to influence the people around you. So if you set the example and you monitor standards and you monitor processes and output of your staff, and are able to communicate in a meaningful way that your staff understand and they understand your drivers, I think that's where you start gaining success. Do you have some lessons learnt along your journey that you can share? In terms, I guess, I was thinking about this before and trying to think about what are our most important learning points. One of them is, I'm going to be telling you all to suck eggs, but cash flow is king. I never really, I read about cash flow is king, but I would never understand it until cash flow was the driver of the decisions that we were making. I'm always going to uh, regret not valuing that enough in the earlier days, but now that I understand it, it helps me make better decisions. The other kind of business hack that I would say is extremely important is know your costs. There is nothing more powerful than data and numbers. Understanding what it costs for your business to to run, to operate, for you to make a cup of tea for a client is really important in making decisions on what your price point is. What treatments or services do you actually advertise? What's going to make you money? What's going to ensure longevity in your business? So what gets your clients returning back? And what's true to your overall strategic plan and your overall goals and values for your own business as well and linking them all together. But you can only do that successfully if you know what it costs to run your business and knowing it to, with detail. My third hack, or three, is get support. And support from both people in business, people in industry, and also people in your personal life as well. So with my husband and I, we have what someone described the other day, a kind of seesaw effect or seesaw relationship. So we're really lucky that one one of us is at the top of the seesaw, or if one of us is at the bottom of the seesaw, the other one's usually at the top to balance us out. And then when things are running smoothly, we're both kind of sitting in the middle of the seesaw and there's, there's, there's balance there and there's support. Because there are going to be times that, and a friend of mine told me this before we opened our business, he said to me, he said, Annie, you know you're going to 
have sleepless nights. And every time I have a sleepless night or something that I'm worried, I, I think back to that time that my friend warned me about those sleepless nights. You're going to lose sleep over your business, Annie. And it's true, you do. But having a good support network is when you do lose sleep or you lose focus or you lose sight of where you're going or where you want to be, someone brings you back and reminds you of where you've come from and how far you can kind of go. You also need support from experts. So you've discussed the support that you receive internally through the Ella Bache framework uh, as a franchisee. Is that enough or have you looked for external expertise? So whilst being a part of a franchise, network, we can get support from people within Alabashe. I actually reached out to get the support of a business coach. So I invested quite a lot of money on monthly meetings to speak with um, an industry expert. So this individual was able to get me data and figures so we could set realistic goals. For your industry or whatever work you're doing, there will be standards and accepted ratios for how you do business as well. So your wages to gross income ratios, there'll be industry standards on what you should be at to be successful or to be um, generating a profit. So finding someone or finding that information is really important. Juggling double lives. I didn't always have the time to be able to go and do that detailed level of research or investigation that I needed to do. A business coach gave me that insight, gave me that guidance, but most importantly gave me an opportunity to have someone accountable to. So having someone that you, because sometimes you lose sight if it's just your business partner and yourself or if you're, if you're in business with a loved one or a family member, it's actually hard to keep each other accountable. So having a third party providing that, advice and support really gave us the ability to work on our business, not work in our business, and stay focused on where we are and where we should be going. Especially when you don't know your business, you come from military to beauty therapy, you need help. It's e even if you were a beauty therapist that eventually bought and owned a business, you still would need support and guidance from someone who's either run a business and knows what numbers should be adding to up to what numbers making small business work. Tell me more about the experience of developing and managing your staff. I place a lot of responsibility on me, not just developing those skills on, yes, how to use an Excel spreadsheet or how to send an email or however it needs to be, but those skills to be adaptable and agile in that business environment. But it's always important to remember what that individual's background is. In my military career, I've had the opportunity to work with many motivated self-starters, people who have initiative and the ability to you know, manage out of any situation. So developing those managerial skills is important too, so those soft skills. So it actually takes time and planning to build that too, and it, and it doesn't happen overnight. I became good friends with a cafe owner who, whenever I'd you know, grab a coffee, we'd always have a chat about what's happening in the small business world. And he spoke to me about staff and finding reliable staff and developing good staff. And he said to me, he goes, Annie, it takes at least two years to develop, mould and support someone to become a good staff member or more importantly, a good, a good manager. And when he told me that, I was like, oh no, what am I going to do? 
know, this person's in there full time is working on my behalf. And that's when I realised I had to really work on my communication skill and I really had to understand my staff drivers. Now, I'm working in an industry where most of your staff members are either millennials or are now ex-gen or ex-sed. So understanding how they operate, their drivers and desires was really important for me to, to get to know my staff well, invest my time wisely because I don't have a lot of time when I'm with them. So I need to be asking the right questions at the right time. And when I say right questions, yes, I've got my business orientated questions that I'll ask my staff, but I also need to check in on that soft side to make sure that, hey, what's actually happening in their, their lives? What are the things they're important about that will keep us connected, especially if I'm not in the office 24-7 with them? Understanding that has, has meant that my new manager who's just stepped in has been able to hit the ground running. She actually said to me the other day, Annie, I, I knew how you were going to react to that because it was exactly the same way I was going to react to it. So that to me was like, hey, she's actually starting to, to understand what our priorities are and my expectations on how things should be managed. It's taken roughly two years, so I definitely agree with my, um, my cafe owner friend. Making small business work. How do you find the impact of social media in your business? Do you think you're harnessing it to its full potential? I'm glad you've asked me about social media and I have to admit this causes me the most, I guess, regret and and frustration. Understanding the impact of social media is really important and potentially understanding how algorithms are run, how your business is seen, understanding how it can help you grow your business is really important. For the type of industry I'm in and what's happening with Facebook, for example, I've scaled back on a lot of my time and efforts with that because I looked at all the different opportunities that we have for advertising and reviewed what mediums were bringing us the most return on investment. And unfortunately, I'm not tech savvy enough or have enough time to invest in that as much as I'd like to. But believe me, Alex, I sit there at night going, Annie, you got it work on Instagram and Facebook. You've got to build that that business profile. For me, this is something in the future that will potentially be an element that I outsource. To be successful in social media, you need to be consistent. You need to have a connection with your audience. Depending on your, your business type, we've found if we do any sort of advertising or posting about our business on social media, the most response comes when it's about our staff or about our clients and showcasing that element of our business. We tend to get the most interaction with the public. However, it's something that I can definitely think I can still learn from and invest more time, but it's definitely something in all the things on my to-do list went to the bottom. Well, for us, what generates our business is services. So we need services rebooking plus product sales. That's really important. It, it, it falls into the whole cycle of um, returning clients and success with their skin. So skincare is exactly the same as, you know, oral care. You don't just go to the dentist once a year and never brush your teeth at home. It's, it's the same with beauty therapy and skincare. Outsourcing that to my girls is definitely something that I want to do to my staff. The millennials are attached to the thing. But when I prioritise all the different skills that they need to um, do, it's there are other focus areas first. 
because I think that's worked really well for us is Google AdWords, but it doesn't always work for, for everyone as well. And I'm not making any excuses, but in terms of where I divide my time at the moment, this is definitely on my to-do list for future, but it's definitely not something that right now with my capacity with full-time defence and my one and a half days at the salon that I can invest in. Making small business work. being a small business owner lived up to your expectations and would you do anything differently if you had your time again? Being a small business owner has more than lived up to my expectations. It's really opened my my experiences and my knowledge to a world that I never fully appreciated or understood. Being a small business owner has really helped me appreciate the important things in life. This juggling act we do has taught me to value time with loved ones and family. It makes me value the hard work that other small business owners go through as well and really appreciate you know, how lucky we are in a country like Australia that we have the opportunity to, to grow something from scratch. When we first started with Ella Bachet and our, and our small beauty salon, our first day open, we had one client in. It was a soft opening, but we were just testing the waters. We had one client come in and she came in for a $20 eyebrow wax. And I was like, you know, the, the people I've seen before doing business made it look so easy. You know, what are, what are we doing? Are we, you know, are we crazy? And there have been sleepless nights. There have been, you know, tantrums or regrets. And then excitement. Last year, we won Outstanding New Business Award from um, during that, the Ella Awards. And for the last two years that we've been open, we're also finalists in the local business awards, which is fantastic really great opportunities but it really made me you know value this the the strength of the human spirit so when you are stressed you don't think you have any other options uh, or you you know you you kind of don't know what you're doing there's always somewhere or somewhere you can get some answers from so from that one eyebrow wax we are now two and a half years into our, our business and we have just under 5,000 clients in our database. So we've been able to, because of our values and what we believe in as our business, to be the premier beauty salon in our area, along with the support of head office, our business coach and our family and our friends, we've been able to kind of grow our small business from scratch. If I could go back in time, Alex, I definitely have learned a lot of lessons, but the most important thing is I know I definitely would do this again those stresses the challenges the learning curve has not deterred my love of being a small business owner and my love of the challenge it's only strengthened it and I guess made me a little bit more ambitious for the future making small business work so what does the future of your business look like then? Our, our vision, there's two of us in this, our vision is, is to continue growing our small business, our particular self, potentially moving locations so that we can have more treatment rooms and grow our business from there and introduce leading technology into the treatments that we do. There's a dream of my business partner and husband to own multiple salons is his plan but I just said to him we we want to grow this one first before we we take up that challenge but that's definitely not out of the question we want to start a family in the near future so that will be I guess the biggest challenge as well is 
being a small business owner whilst raising a family as well. So that's the next thing and, and, and keeping those together as well. We will continue to grow. We will grow our team and we want our team to keep growing and for them to develop skills so that, like you said, our managers can make us redundant, but we want to enjoy the ride as well. We want to have fun. We want to enjoy as many um, times and days within our business and we, we want to celebrate our success as well. Mm. Have you given any thought to a legacy that you would want to leave as part of that future planning? Yeah, a big part of, of opening up the business was not only to, to generate profit but also to give back to our community and help shape our community. I've been fortunate enough to have some involvement with um, a women's working group in the local area. So being able to provide advice and support to young women or women within our community who are looking at different activities. So we've been involved in activities like that. We've also supported local charities. One in particular is the local women's shelter. So giving them an opportunity to have some, some of their women come into our salon um, as our as our gift to their, their business and to support them, to have that time, to have downtime. So giving back to the community in any way we can is really important to us. For that particular women's shelter, due to confidentiality, we weren't able to say, hey, we're doing this and use that as, I guess, a marketing point. But it was something that gave us a sense of something bigger or greater than ourselves, an opportunity to give back. Well, thank you, Annie. It's been an absolute delight chatting with you. Where can people find out more information about your services if they've been inspired to indulge in a bit of self-care while listening to our dulcet tones? If you'd like to know more about Elabashe Castle Hill and the exceptional services that we provide, please visit us online at castlehill.elabashesalons.com.au. We'd love to have you in our salon. Making small business work.